Hey everybody, welcome to our uh, four o'clock, live four o'clock here on the west coast of the United States of America and wherever you are in the rest of the world, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to our time. Uh, we're going to be going into the book of Daniel. It's been a while since we've been there. We've had a lot of updates, but uh, we're going to be in Daniel chapter six and uh, I think we've got some, a, lot, a lot to talk about. Um, we're watching everything close in. Uh, so what do you guys say we just start uh, with where we are going? Oh, by the way, just before I forget to mention it, uh, joining me this week on the live streams are uh, J.B. Hickson's going to be joining me on Monday. On Tuesday, Todd Hampson's going to join me. And on Wednesday, on the exclusive on the app, it's going to be our friends from Australia. Going to have a couple of them that are going to join me on Wednesday on the app. So uh, we have a great week lined up. Uh, but let's get going. We're looking at Daniel, Daniel chapter 6. It's when Daniel is threatened. He's going to go into the lion's den. Uh, we're going to connect a lot of dots here for you. Uh, the title of our time is, um, as I already mentioned, uh, they're closing in. So let's start rolling with this. And I'm going to start off with showing you a video. I showed it a few weeks ago. Uh, a couple of weeks back, it was Merrick Garland saying there's going to be an environmental law arm of the Department of Justice. And you're thinking, okay, they're coming after us. I mean, all the unanswered questions we have, but all these fires, things are horrific still in Maui. We can't get the truth. A lot of speculation. I think that the reality of it is we're being lied to. And the people in, in Hawaii are just being totally taken advantage of. But we see this and they're blaming things on climate change. It's nonsense. Uh, but check out this uh, from Merrick Garland. Uh, go ahead and roll this video. Actions that the department is taking to advance environmental justice. First, consistent with the president's executive order on tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, we are issuing a comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta will discuss that strategy in just a moment. Second, I'm pleased to announce that we are launching the Justice Department's first ever Office of Environmental Justice to oversee and help guide the Justice Department's wide-ranging environmental justice efforts. Okay, so, I mean, you see that. There's good old Merrick Garland saying what he's saying. Listen, they're coming at us from all these different angles. I'm going to quote this from Damon Duck, and then we're going to get into Daniel. And uh, he wrote this, it has recently been reported that the World Economic Forum and the International Monetary Fund are calling for a global digital ID, which we've all heard about, and a global digital currency system that uses trackable central bank digital currencies. I mean, we're well aware of this. They're telling us every day it's coming. We have been told that these could soon become a reality. Leo Homan, uh, he, he put it like this, digital ID plus CBDC equals total control tracking of all human activity. He added, uh, once these two totalitarian tools are in place, there will be no turning back. I wholeheartedly agree. And then Duck commented on Leo Homan and said, as I understand that he was saying, and I agree with him, the system that will lead to the mark of the beast will be in place and it will be unstoppable. Folks, it's true. We know it. We can, we, we're in the beast building, uh, the, uh, the building of the beast system right now. We're experiencing it. Everything's going to be in place by the time Antichrist arrives on the scene. Uh, so we're looking at it. They're pushing for it. Everything is closing in. We have this new environmental law, uh, uh, this Department of Justice arm to come after us if we're breaking the environmental rules and regulations that they're setting. And they can make up whatever they want. And then we have the reality of digital IDs, global digital ID, a digital currency, and everything else. Well, let's get going with Daniel. Because Daniel's in a kingdom in Babylon, and he's going to get turned in by those who do not like him. You've got to shut him down. They have their own kingdom that they want built, and they don't want Daniel to be any part of it. Just like you and me, these globalists don't want us talking about this. They don't want us turning people to the Lord and saying all the warnings 
And uh, that's what we do. But in Daniel chapter 6, verse 1, the Bible says it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the entire kingdom. Over these, three governors of whom Daniel was one that the satraps might give an account to uh, so that the king would suffer no loss. So we see the, the setup of the administration of King Darius. And Daniel's one of the top three guys, really the top guy, but there's three at the top overseeing the whole kingdom. And then Daniel, he distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought of setting him over the whole realm. Uh, so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. So they realized, okay, we have a problem with this Daniel guy. He's not a liar, he's not a cheat. He's not like the rest of us. They didn't like that the king gave him all this extra attention, and, uh, and he knew that Daniel was smarter than the rest of them. Daniel was an upstanding person, most in the entire kingdom. They didn't like it. They were jealous. And these men said, hey, we have a problem. We will not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Now, doesn't that sound just like today? Okay, we can't really find any fault with this. Aha, unless we say that this ah, is contrary to the laws of the land. Ah, so that's what's happening. We're witnessing this right now. Hence the Merrick Garland video I just showed you. Uh, what's coming with digital IDs, all of these things about control, about power. And they've got laws that they say are going <clears> to <throat> usurp this. Daniel's going through it. So these governors and the satraps, they thronged before the king and they said to him, King Darius, live forever. Uh, butter him up. Oh, you're the best king. Oh, Biden, you're the best. <laughs> what a joke. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators, the satraps, the counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. No, king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Okay, here's the deal, uh, king. You're the best king ever, and everybody needs to worship you only for 30 days. And if they don't do it just for 30 days, if they don't put the government first, if they don't put the king of the land first, if they try to come with some kind of thing like that Bible, lock them up into the lion's den. Only 30 days, and you know, we'll flatten the curve, you know, that kind of talk. You can totally see this. I remember when we went through this was a Sunday morning when here in California, the governor of California, Governor Gruesome, you better watch out, better hope he doesn't end up being president of the United States, if we even have elections, but that's another story. But he said, hey, you're not allowed to sing. If you, okay, if you go back to church, because he realized some people were going back to church, even though they didn't want them to. Uh, he said, you can't sing. So what we did, we gathered back to church. I taught through this just specifically for that time. And our church sang louder than we ever did before. That's the way it ought to be. Okay, let's keep going, all right? Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since his early days. As he always did, Daniel, when he worshiped the Lord, faced Jerusalem, Three times a day, as he always did, since this was his custom. It was never a problem before, but now that they're trying to establish this new government, they don't want this God getting in the way. And this Daniel is a problem, because he brings his God here. We don't like it. And he's always done it. It was his custom. Continues. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Uh-oh. Now he's praying before God. Huh. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the lion's den? Uh, the king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So they answered, 
and said before the king, that Daniel, who was one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but he makes his petition three times a day. Oh, that Daniel, he has broken the law. Uh, he is an evil person. Um, you're going to have to do something about him, king. He worships that God. Check out these three things. This is slide number eight, you guys. Um, we have, what do we have here in the text we're reading? The plot against Daniel, verses 1 through 9. The prayer of Daniel, verses 10 through 12. And then the pressure on Daniel, uh, verses 13 through 17. Um, when Daniel knew that the document was signed and sealed by the king, he was challenged and tested with uh, a, a test of loyalties. Okay, who are you going to be loyal to, Daniel? Be loyal to the God of heaven or loyal to these unjust laws? These laws, by, by the way, I, I hear this a lot, used to hear it a lot, beginning of coronavirus and lockdowns. You need to obey your government, Romans chapter 13. Listen, that's a total out of context argument. Listen, when you have a law that contradicts the law of God, law, God's law is going to supersede that. So it's understanding that. That's what Daniel did. Um, think of it like this. Next slide, number nine. Daniel, what did he do? This is what Daniel did. Daniel wanted to render to Caesar what rightly belonged to Caesar, but he would not give to the government that which belonged to God alone. So uh, listen, I took those words partly from Jesus. We're talking about paying taxes. So it says Caesar here. Listen, I understand Daniel's actually dealing with Darius. So you could put it that way. Daniel, if you put that slide back up there, Daniel wanted to render to Darius what rightly belonged to Darius, but he would not give to the government that which belonged to God alone. So we have the plot, we have the prayer of Daniel, we have the pressure on Daniel. What did Daniel do? Daniel, next slide, he prayed. And this is what he did. He prayed according to his custom. We saw that, right? He prayed according to the scriptures, and he prayed according to his God. So Daniel didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Daniel was going to make sure that he was going to keep God first. Listen, before we go on, because now I'm going to start showing you a lot more of the things that are coming and closing in on us. Keep God first. In fact, I'm going to challenge you right now. To do this, as, as the pressure increases, be decided in your mind ahead of time how you're going to act. Because the problem is, if you don't decide ahead of time, you end up reacting. It's a natural thing. We end up reacting according to emotion, according to peer pressure, according to the pressures that are all around us. So we decide ahead of time. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like Daniel. I'm going to act Biblically, I'm going to put God first because our loyalty to God is going to be tested as we're going to be asked to submit to all kinds of things that are contrary to the things of God. Uh, so think of this, slide number 11. Think of this, then we're going to start connecting these things. Daniel intended no disrespect for the king, but only a higher respect for God. Read that again. Daniel intended no disrespect for the king, but only a higher respect for God. Okay, check this out. Draconian new law, right? As we think of Daniel, what he was going through, the government going to be thrown into the den of lions. Draconian new law went into effect on August 25th that institutes extreme censorship of the internet on a global basis. This is by uh, Michael Snyder, End of the American Dream. Uh, the internet just changed forever, but most people living in the United States don't even realize what just happened. A draconian new law known as the Digital Services Act went into effect in the European Union on Friday, and it establishes an extremely strict regime of internet censorship that is far more authoritarian than anything we've ever seen before. From this point forward, hordes of European bureaucrats 
will be the arbiters of what is acceptable to say on the internet. If they discover something that you have said on a large online platform that they do not like, they can force that platform to take it down because someone in Europe might see it. So even though this is a European law, the truth is that this is going to have a tremendous impact on all of us. Okay, now let me work this out a little bit more because we have a, a lot of you are from Europe, different places of Europe. Uh, UK, we're going to be in Ireland and Scotland and Italy here just coming up in a couple of weeks with Billy Crone and uh, Brandon uh, along with Mondo and Ken Michael. We're going to be there. Uh, but we have people viewing all over the world. God bless you guys. You know, and and I look at this. Here's what they're saying. This is what it appears to be saying. Is if you're in the UK and you watch Hope for Our Times or one of these other websites, they determine they don't like what's on our website, Hope for Our Times. It appears they can force the Google and whoever to shut us down. So this is going beyond what we have experienced the last few years, all right? I'll be able to talk a lot more about this on Wednesday during the exclusive only, but right now, let me keep reading on this, okay? As Michael Snyder says, from this point forward, nothing will be the same. It's being reported that the DSA, the Digital Services Act, literally makes large tech companies legally accountable for the content posted to them. We are being told that this new law will establish clear rules that online platforms must follow. By the way, for all of you who are in Canada, I get a lot of emails from you guys. God bless you guys. Um, you're experiencing this type of thing already up there because of Trudeau. But it's coming everywhere. We are being told that this new law will establish clear rules that online platforms must follow that will include censoring anything that is deemed false or misleading under the strength and code of practice on misinformation. So deemed false or misleading, well, what's that? Well, it was already deemed that way, Daniel chapter six, right? Uh, Daniel's up there worshiping this, this God that you can't even, an imaginary God. Throw him into the lion's den. So we've seen this before. Let's continue. It says, and it really doesn't matter if the material that the European bureaucrats consider to be false or misleading is actually false or misleading at all. And so that it means hundreds of, ele of unelected EU bureaucrats will be in control of speech on the Internet now. Under this Orwellian regime, think of George Orwell, 1984, <clears throat> a team of hundreds of unelected EU bureaucrats will decide what constitutes disinformation and instruct big tech firms to censor it. He continues, you might be tempted to think that you'll be able to avoid all of this censorship because you do not live in Europe. Unfortunately, that is simply not true. If you post something that someone in Europe might see, your content comes under the jurisdiction of this horrifying new law. So you need to brace yourself for a level of internet censorship that none of us have ever seen before. I, you, so you look at that, and you think, it's coming. Okay, by the way, I thought I'd just show you this book, because so many people have said that this book doesn't really exist. All we got to do is just a search on it. You can find this book. Believe You can still buy it. So this is Klaus Schwab, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. He, he lays out the case. The World Economic Forum lays out the case in this book. For the Great Reset, we've got to act now. So we've been living in this for the last four years. So when we see Merrick Garland in the video that I showed you in the beginning, environmental laws, this branch of law enforcement to come after you for breaking the environmental laws, driving a gas-guzzling car, whatever it is, right? Whatever they deem that they don't like. You're, you're, you're causing too many fires. It's your problem, right? Uh, we have that. We have the need for this great reset with digital IDs, CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. And then we have the article I just read from Michael Snyder, this digital, what is it, Digital Services Act. So we have this, right? These things going, okay, let's control the information that's gonna be on individual websites, friends. I'm gonna encourage you and exhort you Bibles, written Bibles, 
by the information that you need to get out there, um, understanding that, listen, it's just a matter of time. Don't know, could be this year, could be five years from now. But they're telling us what they're going to do. They're, by 2030, they want to bring these things about. So if we're still here, we aren't raptured yet. We're going to just continue to watch this whole thing close in on us. And that's what's happening. But it's okay. It's okay because we know the end. We know that Jesus warned us that it was going to be this way, right? So don't be afraid. In fact, repeatedly in the Bible, we're told, do not be afraid. 365 times in one way or another. Do not fear. That's one time for every single day. The only thing we're supposed to fear is fear, fear God. It's the beginning of wisdom. And, and, and when you get it, listen, in Daniel chapter 12, what happens? Daniel makes it clear, the angel makes it clear to Daniel, in that day, meaning the tribulation period, and the things leading up to the tribulation period, which I believe we're in right now, leading up to it, the wicked will see it and will not understand, but the wise will understand. In other words, everybody's going to know something weird's going on, which everybody knows something weird's going on. Those who reject the Lord and don't want this, don't want to hear about it, whether or not they go to church, they don't want to hear about it. They're going to know something's wrong, but they will not understand. They're not going to be able to connect the dots. That's why you talk to some people and say, I don't want to hear about it. Everything's, it's always been this way. This has happened before. Folks, this has never happened before. We are going through this experience on a global scale of a shaping that we've never seen before on this entire planet, ever. It's never happened before. And it's all happening just as the Bible told us so that we would be warned. But Daniel is told by the angel, this is again, Daniel chapter 12, but the wise will see it and the wise will understand. Who are the wise? Those who are searching the scriptures, going to and fro, gaining wisdom, for the Bible tells us what these things are going to look like. So the wise will understand. And we're going to know. So we don't have to be afraid. Men's hearts will fail them from the fear and things that are coming on the planet, but not for you who know the Lord. Because we know all of these things point to our redemption. And we get to look up. Jesus is going to call us up and say, come on up, man. I built you a great house. It's going to be great. It's going to be incredible. So hold your head up. Jesus even says that. Look up and lift up your head. Do what Jesus says. Don't mope around. Don't be afraid. Be informed. Be a watchman. Be a watchwoman. Be informed. And tell people. If they don't want to hear it, that's okay. You, you move on. But I do want to encourage you, have Bibles ready, written Bibles ready. Uh, the way they're talking, listen, and we know it also biblically, they're going to shut down the apps. They're going to shut down websites. In the meantime, we will use every single thing that we can to get the word out. We're going to press forward. We're going to get everything out that we possibly can. You and I, we can see the finish line. So we are going to move forward. We're going to be like Daniel is in Daniel chapter 6. We're not going to worry about it. Listen, this is what's going to happen here. We're going to see this in just a minute. It's a slide number 12, Noah. Uh, think of this. This is what Daniel, here's the thing with Daniel. Um, if you could pull up this next slide number 12, that would be great. Uh, there it is. It's a bigger problem for the king than it is for Daniel. Here's why. Daniel has the right perspective. He knows God is with him. The king loved Daniel. And he signed the decree that ends up getting Daniel thrown into the lion's den. So the king actually has a much bigger problem. Listen, the world has a much bigger problem. The rejecting world, I should say, has a much bigger problem. But like Daniel, listen, we're going to be okay. If the lions eat, ate Daniel, you still would have been in the presence of the Lord, right? Waiting for the Messiah to come. We'd see him one day. And if the lion's mouths were shut... Praise the Lord. Daniel's in a win-win situation. So are we. So something happens to us. Guess what? We're going to be in the presence of the Lord one way or another, whether we die or whether we're raptured. So, hey, it's a win. we are in a win-win situation. So you don't have to worry about uh, this other stuff. Listen, a couple more things as we see things closing in. Check this out. It's a slide number four. Look at this. It is um, 
D.C. General Attorney General reportedly investigating finances of legal activists who helped overturn Roe. I mean, you look at this, I don't know the whole story behind it, but this just seems very suspicious, doesn't it? Kind of like the Maui fires and so many other things going on. Okay, this person is an activist. They came against what the Biden regime wants, what the communist Marxists want, these eugenicists who want to wipe out populations. Well, we're going to investigate them. Why? Because it sends a message to everybody else. You challenge us, we're going to come after you. We're going to hunt you down. We're going to overturn everything. We're going to make you look bad. We'll throw you in jail. We'll find a way to do that. So I'm telling you, they're coming from every angle. Look at, and then you look at this. It's the next slide, number five. Um, check this out. This is from FEMA. Everybody by now has heard about this, right? FEMA and FCC plan nationwide emergency alert test for October 4. Uh, uh, just coming up what, in, a, in a few weeks, about a month from now. So I look at this and I think, okay, it's an emergency test. So we're all going to get it. It's nationwide. It's America. <laughs> what I personally think this is, it's not a test to alert us. It's a test so they can make sure that they've got everybody's information to control us. That's what the test is really about. Because these people don't care about you and me. They have proven it by their actions over and over and over again. They don't care about us. They said, you're the deplorables. They've said an elite group of people should, should rule the world and everybody else should just suffer the consequences. We know from Revelation chapter 6, the rider on the black horse, there's going to be the elite that are running everything and everybody else is going to get a, daily's, uh, a day's wage just for a loaf of bread. So we can see it, right? So I don't think this emergency test is because they really care about us. I hope you guys don't think that too, because it's not. They don't care about us at all. Um, speaking about the, the, um, the, the continued tightening, well, let me get back to Daniel. Then I'm going to get down to some more things, um, because the continued tightening, because it's coming from every different angle, right? So back to Daniel, Daniel chapter 6, where I left off in verse 13. The king, when he heard these words, he, remember Daniel's colleagues, they went to the king and said, hey, that guy Daniel, he ain't bowing down to you, and you signed a decree. If he doesn't bow to you, king, and he bows to this God, you got to lock him up in the lion's den to be eaten by lions. So the king, when he heard these words, verse 14, he was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver Daniel, and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Uh, then these men approached the king and said to the king, Oh, no, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. The king, you can't change it. You signed it into law. It's got to be done. We go to eliminate anybody who worships that God in heaven. We got to do it. And this Daniel is a problem, king, because he does things against your regime. Can't have it. Law can't be changed. So Darius actually cared about Daniel, and he realized what he had done. If only we had kings and leaders who actually cared about us instead of these young globalists who are part of the school of Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, College of Young Globalists, and all these governors who tell us they care for us when we know they don't. So the king, he gave the command because he realized it was law, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. And then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet, uh, with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords, and the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. So the king is hoping, we see it here, verse 16, your God, is, he can deliver you. And he's really hoping, because the king actually liked Daniel. But he also realizes this is the law, closes the lid. In his mind, he's thinking Daniel's done. He's done. The, these lions are hungry. Um, they're going to eat him. Listen, we'll stop in that part of Daniel for right now. But I'm going to show you a couple of other things because we are watching all of this close in. And it's closing. Ultimately, this is the target. Ultimately, the God of heaven is the target. Ultimately, the spiritual force behind these wicked people that are running things right now, it's the devil himself. 
And, and we're all like pawns on this chessboard here on this planet, being moved around. And, and you have the different leaders who think they're in charge. Uh, you got the kings and the queens and the bishops on the chessboard. And, and they're, they're, they're being moved around by the devil. The devil hates them. The devil hates you. The problem is this, that you and I, believers in the Bible, like Daniel, we stand in the way of the king of this world. Satan through Antichrist coming to power. He's got to get rid of us. He's got to get rid of the Jews too because Jesus himself said he's coming back. He's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem and the Jews will say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So we know that throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, Jesus is going to come back. The Jews will still be here. The, the, the God's word is going to be fulfilled. Satan wants to make God a liar. He wants to eliminate the Jews. He wants to eliminate them from the land because God also tells them they're going to have the land. He wants to eliminate them from the land. He wants to eliminate them from the world so that Jesus can't come back. So that's what's going on. It's a spiritual battle, and we have all these different pawns that are going on. And standing in the way is those who worship the Lord of heaven. You and I, just like Daniel, we stand in the way. So they're, they're, they're coming after us. Listen, Biden plans to ask Congress, look at this, what for? For funding to develop new COVID vaccine. May recommend shot for all. The announcement comes near a year after Biden declared the pandemic was over. We've all heard about this by now, right? Uh, we, yeah, we've all been following it. We've all heard it. We can see everything that is closing in. Um, then there's this. This is from Prophecy Newswatch. This article. Is the banking industry going the way of Facebook censorship for conservatives, right? So you start tying in everything. How many different things have we seen just in our few minutes together? A lot. All these different angles are closing in. Check this out. Again, this is from Prophecy Newswatch. What happens... When the platform that controls all your social interactions decides the content you post is not acceptable to community standards, beliefs such as marriage between a man and a woman, or that men are indeed men and women are women, or that allowing minors to transition to another sex could be dangerous. If you're a conservative on Facebook, you have learned it means your content is blocked or shadow banned, visible but limited, and your account is at risk of being restricted or shut down. By the way, I want to comment on this. Pretty much the only way that these videos get out anymore is if you guys, if you, you, you share them, you subscribe, you like, and, and that's what gets uh, the videos out. It's free to do all of those things. And, and uh, the, the shadow banning is real, right? Now imagine the same type of philosophy being applied to the banking industry. Could banks that don't agree with their account holders' conservative values shut them down? Too far-fetched, do you say? It is already happening now, and if it is not nipped in the bud, those banks getting away with it will set a precedent for other woke banks that have decided they don't like conservative values because they are too risky. The latest example of such debanking is indigenous Advanced Ministries, a Memphis, Tennessee-based nonprofit engaged in charitable efforts for orphan children in Uganda. The ministry was warned without explanation by B of A, Bank of America, in a letter in April that the organization was operating in a business type we have chosen not to service at Bank of America. We don't want to take care of the orphans in Africa? Really? and would be closed, your account would be closed within 30 days. An additional letter was sent in May stating that its, its risk profile no longer aligns with the bank's risk tolerance. That's right. Uh, you, by now, most of you have heard Nigel Farage when he was shut down over in the UK, but he had enough clout to be able to get things reopened. Uh, John Howler uh, told me, he said he did research over a million accounts were challenged like this over in the UK. A million. Wow. It continues. 
Prophecy Newswatch says, this sounds somewhat vague, doesn't it? You're, no, you're, you're a risk problem for us. We don't like what you say. Um, it's part of our risk tolerance. We're so tolerant of everybody but you, right? This is Daniel chapter 6. Throw him in the lion's den. Got to get rid of him. Daniel wouldn't compromise. Give to Caesar what's Caesar's, but I will give to God what's God, and God is going to be worshipped above all else. Listen, don't capitulate. Put God first, right? Continues, like other conservative accounts that have faced such closure, no specific reasons are given, but instead vague general terms that can, be, that can pretty much apply to any activity. This is the same type of response conservatives received from Facebook when they tried to find out what community standards have been violated. No details are provided, giving those on the censorship side a wide range of cover to persecute as they wish with no accountability. Um, continues, they interviewed the founder of this ministry, uh, Steve Happen. He wrote, they would not talk to us about the reasons why they closed the account. This is what we see in these situations every time. The article continues, the banks close an account, they give vague reasons, it's suspicious. It looks like it's politically or religiously motivated. I'm concerned that B of A canceled our accounts, Hap wrote, uh, and those of our partners because it disagrees with our religious views. Um, Kurt Reed, who's been on the program many times, many of you watch Kurt Reed, he was, uh, had applied to, um, it was to build a new building for his church. This is just within the last six months. I, I'm telling you this because he's already said it publicly on this program and other places too. So everything's good. It's with a Christian funder to fund the property, to build a new building. Everything looks good. Christian funder. He got rejected. Turned down. Total surprise. Because one person on the board of the bank, the lender, had watched one of Kurt's messages, apparently from a Sunday night, did not like what he said. A Christian lending institution. Apparently like this one, it was against the bank's risk tolerance. Kurt Reed from a Christian lender. So they're closing in. Uh, Dr. Mercola, many of you have seen that one. So we're watching all of these different things um, develop. Listen, I'm going to show you another one because we're watching them from so many different angles. I'm going to show you a short video, World Economic Forum, where you're going to be told it's time to stop eating meat. Let's roll this, go ahead and roll this video. Check it out. To eat less meat, we need to, to stop land being used for cattle and growing grain for the billions of animals that we keep in our intensive farms. And then finally, we cannot... We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. So, I mean, you look at that and you think, well, 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 isn't that rather interesting? Yeah, because this is so Bible, isn't it? I mean... I, I've read this passage like a million times. That's a slight exaggeration, but you guys get it right. First Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, so we know the time frame, some will depart from the faith. What are they going to do? Give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Depart from the faith. Used to go to church. Pastors, the whole bit giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. What are they doing? Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Again, this is 1 Timothy chapter 4. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. They're total hypocrites. They're liars. Having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. They can't think about anything righteous. In the church, they bring perverted messages. Forbidding to marry. That is coming, folks. You notice what she said. You know, you have the whole thing, well, we got population problem. This is their talk, forbidding to marry. We have the transgender stuff. I'm telling you, this, this is coming. It's going to develop out of this. The reason we know is because the Bible tells us it's going to happen. But it's the next one we are living through right now. And commanding to abstain from foods or meats. 
which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. God created the food, the meat, for us to eat, to be received with thanksgiving. For us who know the truth, they're saying you can't have it. You cannot have meat anymore. Folks, it's coming. Commanding to abstain. That's what she just said. And we are hearing it everywhere. So you have Bill Gates making food. We have lab meat. Could you imagine? Hope none of you have done this yet. Got your 3D meat. I hear some places, some stores are already selling it. You can order your meat. Your 3D meat. It's going to be made right there in front of you. And then you can go throw it on your grill. Sounds disgusting. And you know it's not going to be good for you. You know it's going to be bad for you. And they're going to tell you it's going to be good for you. Commanding that you don't eat the things that God has created to be received with thanksgiving. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it's received from th- received with thanksgiving, for sanctified by the word of God and prayer. God says, eat it. I've created this for you to eat. In the book of Acts, what happens? In the area of Joppa, Simon the Tanner's house. Even regarding the kosher laws, God tells Peter, hey, kill and eat. Right? All these other kinds of foods. God has given us food to eat that he has made. These people are saying, don't eat that meat. According to this, it's demonic. It's a teaching of a deceiving spirit. Even pastors are teaching this. They've departed from the true faith, and they're saying, you have got to comply. You've got to go along with it. Check out this slide. It's number seven. And uh, I I realize this is an archbishop. He's Catholic. I'm not saying this because I support Catholicism. Uh, Some people accuse me of it whenever I quote Archbishop Vignano. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hey, what he's saying is correct in this area. Archbishop Vignano, globalism is satanic preparation for the rise of the Antichrist. Folks, that is exactly what we, what you and I are witnessing. Exactly what you and I are witnessing. By the way, J.B. Hickson, when he's on our program tomorrow, I encourage you to join us live. He's going to be speaking on the, the spirit of the false prophet tomorrow. And uh, it's, it's going to be great. So join me if you can. It's going to be really Really, uh, just a a great program. Listen, I'm going to give you just a couple of takeaways, all right? Uh, And here they are. Ready? Uh, Number one, slide number um, 14. Uh, When you are walking in God's will, people will turn against you. What happened with Daniel? He's walking in God's will. The people turned against him. So don't be disturbed. Number two, second takeaway is this. Your ability to handle people's worst is dependent upon the depth of your relationship with God. So like Daniel, everything gets thrown at you in the kitchen sink. Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Listen, when you do what you're supposed to do, people will turn against you. 1 Timothy chapter 4. In the church, they'll depart from the, the true faith. They'll say they're still spiritual because 2 Timothy chapter 3 tells us that. Uh, they're going to uh, claim to be spiritual, but they're going to deny the power thereof. These are doctrines of demons that are being taught, deceiving spirits. And we know the time frame because it puts the meat and the food right here. So we know, 1 Timothy chapter 4, it's in the latter times. Folks, we are living in the latter times. We can see it. The whole thing is coming like a freight train. Everything is closing in. But what are you supposed to do? Don't be afraid. Build your relationship with God. And remember, again, the second takeaway was your ability to handle people's worst is dependent upon the depth of your relationship with God. Listen. Listen carefully. Jesus told us these things beforehand so that we would know. So we wouldn't be alarmed. Listen, I I can still smile. I can still laugh because I know the outcome. I know God is on the throne, and I know what the enemy is doing, and I know God said this is the way it's going to be. There are literally hundreds of prophecies regarding the second coming of Christ, and we're watching them all come together at the same time. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. 
it's happening exactly as the Bible says it would. When you look at the, the fig tree, and you look at all the trees producing fruit, bringing forth their leaves, what does Jesus said? When you see likewise, when you see all these things take place, you know that your redemption is near. All of them, all three of the, the accounts of the Olivet Discourse in the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Matthew. When you see all these things, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Be encouraged. May your faith be built up because it's happening just as Jesus says it would. And remember, he's built a place for us. Uh, we're going to eventually be in that place the Bible describes as heaven, and it is remarkable. And there's going to be the millennial kingdom where Jesus comes back and he rules and he reigns. And he puts an end. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. This is what happens. I'm almost done here, I promise. Daniel chapter 9. The angel Gabriel tells Daniel, Oh, Daniel, 70 weeks are determined for your people. Wow. And for your holy city, that's the people of Israel, the Jews, and your holy city, Jerusalem, what for? To finish the transgression, make an end of sins, make reconciliation for iniquity, bring in everlasting righteousness, seal up vision and prophecy, and anoint the most holy. Seal up vision and prophecy. All the prophecies will be fulfilled. Jesus will be ruling and reigning. The throne of David, right there from Jerusalem. It's going to happen. And listen, the, the wolf and the lamb are going to lay down together. It's going to be glorious. And when you look at the millennial kingdom, how this world's going to change. Right now, it's heading towards destruction. It's heading towards these evil people that are running everything. But remember this. For those who don't know the Lord, this is as close to heaven as they're ever going to get. So they're trying to build their utopia, and you're not part of their plan. <laughs> they don't like you. They don't like me. They don't like this message. Just like Daniel being thrown into the lion's den. They got to get rid of us. So it's okay, but this is their heaven. So they're building their utopian kingdom and they don't want you to be a part of it. That's what it is, right? So you got the mark of the beast, you got all the technology going on, the global ID. We have Biden saying, hey, another corona, another, another vaccine. Um, we're watching these different things all develop. The climate laws, worship the creation rather than the creator, Romans, it's all happening exactly as the Bible says, but they're building their utopia. This is as close to heaven as they're ever going to get. And their future is judgment apart from God in a place the Bible describes as hell. Listen, pray for them that they might come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and be redeemed from the future. And many of them will be, by the way. They're going to be redeemed. They're going to come to faith in Christ during the tribulation because you warned, you prayed, and you left Bibles in your place where you store all your food or whatever. Right? And for us as believers, this is the closest we're ever getting to hell. And we're watching. It's going, oh, it looks, looks like it's going to be hell on earth. <clears throat> don't worry. Don't be troubled. You don't have to be afraid. Listen, everything is going just like the Bible says it would. Again, this is as close as you're ever going to get to hell. We got heaven forever and ever and ever. Listen, I went a couple minutes over, but I do want to take some of your questions because I haven't taken any questions in like, uh, several days, and um, and uh, so oh, oh, and thank you very much. Good breakfast for saying I don't have to apologize for going too long. So <laughs> appreciate that. All right. So send in your questions if you got them, and uh, and if not, then I'll check out and just see you guys tomorrow with JB Hickson as he talks about the spirit of the false prophet, and it's going to be a great uh, program. Um, tell you what. I'm going to pray right now, um, and uh, let's pray. Lord, we lift up this time to you. I thank you for all of those who are watching now, those who are going to watch later. I pray for your ministering, those who are discouraged, those who are living in fear, uh, those who, who maybe don't have the right perspective or missing the biblical perspective on this, or maybe just trialed and troubled over things that are happening because they can be fearful, Lord. These are interesting days. Lord, I lift up everybody that's watching right now or going to watch later. Uh, draw them near to you. Fill them with your peace that surpasses the understanding. The understanding of the events. Give them peace that surpasses these things. 
because you keep them in perfect peace whose mind is set on you. Help them to fix their mind on you right now, Lord. Give them rest, give them joy, and help us to remember that we live in amazing days, days the prophets wanted to see, and help us to be as faithful as possible to tell others about Jesus, that he came the first time to forgive us of our sins. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's see. I do have a question here. Uh, Richard Browder, when are you having Brett Metter on again? He's awesome. Brett Metter is fantastic. I don't know. It's whenever we can work it out together with his schedule and my schedule. And, uh, well, as soon as possible. Brett's, Brett's terrific. I can't wait to have him back on. Um, and uh, so... Uh, and yes, please have J.D. Frog on your show. Alexander, uh, J.D. Frog is a great brother, and I will have J.D. Frog on as soon as that is able to be worked out too. Um, Gene Teo says, during the millennial reign, do we all have one language? That's a really good question. Um, I'm assuming that we, I'm assuming we do, um, that we're all going to have one language. We're going to have our heavenly body. So for us, heavenly mind, we're, it's going to be different for us. For those who are populating the planet, that's a whole different ballgame for them. That is what, uh, I'm not real sure how that's going to work out. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Maybe they will, and it's a repeat of the Tower of Babel, because you know at the end of the millennial kingdom, what happens? Satan is able to be, he's let out of the bottomless pit, and he's able to almost immediately, in a very short time, get his, his armies of the world who have rejected God and Christ during the millennial kingdom together. So maybe even they, who are being born during the millennial kingdom, have one language. Um, that I don't know. But uh, listen, this is what it wor- how it works with scheduling, who comes on, and, and that it's a matter of just timing and working things out and saying, hey, can you be on here? Can uh, like, same thing with me. I get asked to be on a lot of other programs, and it comes down to, is the timing going to work out with my schedule and their schedule? Same thing. So, Brett Metter, J.D. Frog, or whoever. So, uh, it's pretty much just working working things out. That's what it is. So, uh, um, yeah, that's basically it. So, we get on everybody that we possibly can, and uh, we live in exciting times. And um, looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. As I mentioned, tomorrow, J.B. Hickson. Tuesday is, is uh, Todd Hampson. Wednesday, some of our colleagues from, from uh, Australia. And I'm looking forward to having them um, in, give some insight to what's going on in the land down under. And many, I know many of you watch down there, too. God bless you guys. Uh, talk, uh, see you all tomorrow. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.